0: Hallelujah. It is a wonderful day to be alive. It's your neighborhood preacher. Thank you for joining me wherever you are. Uh, God bless you. Uh, I pray that the spirit of God right now is already moving upon you. I pray that you are being stirred up this morning. Uh, God bless you. Good morning. Hi, Michelle. Love you. I extend big hug. My love to you guys and your family. As your neighborhood preacher here, it is... uh, I believe the 12th, and uh, it's Saturday of June. What an amazing day to be alive, but more so to get inspired, to be filled with the Spirit and the Word of God. I got something really hot off of Heaven's Press for you this morning. I believe it's going to set you free. I believe it's going to impact your life in such a way like never before. And I'm gonna be honest with you, I know without a shadow of a doubt that no matter what you're struggling with, no matter what's going on in the mind, no matter what storm you're facing, God is doing something above and beyond what you can think or imagine. I'm telling you right now, God is moving so mightily upon the earth. And I know he's pouring out his spirit upon those that will just give him something to fill. So listen, I got such a powerful short word for you guys. It might be short, might be long, who knows. But listen, I'm going to tell you like this. Get prepared for what God wants to speak to you um, this morning. I really believe that it's going to break the spirit of religion. I believe it's going to set a lot of people free from um, this place uh, in their walk with God. And I really, really, truly believe that. Uh, It stirred me up. Lately, we've been talking about uh, God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit. And we are going to get into God the Holy Spirit, who the Holy Spirit is, and how the Holy Spirit uh, wants to impact and revolutionize our life. Uh, we are going to uh, get definitely into the beautiful messages and the power uh, and the truth of who the Holy Spirit is and how how God wants to uh, fill us with the Holy Spirit uh, and and. Do the great and mighty things that uh that only the Holy Spirit can do through us and in us, but I want to take a little time out and and I definitely want to um, I definitely want to share this message with you it's been it's been really fresh on my heart god 's been speaking to me um, so here it goes recently as i uh as I started turning back uh, toward, toward God and toward, toward him being first. And, uh, I started to devote myself. I started to go back to church. Um, I started to, um, just get back to the place that not only I used to be, but to seek God for something greater. Anybody ever know what I'm talking about? You know, sometimes you could take a detour. Sometimes uh, uh, you didn't expect uh, to fail God uh, in a certain way. But let me share something with you. So I'm getting back to to really, really uh, being militant. I'm getting back to praying. I'm getting back to tithing. I'm getting back to reading my word. I'm getting back to going to church. I'm getting back to seeing what God has for me. And I believe God has something for you. I believe God has something for me. And I know that, that what God has for us and what God has for you is better than what the world has. Amen? And I know you feel this. And I know you know this. But I'm starting to believe that God's got something great for me. So I go to this conference, and there's a man that I don't know. I just meet him, and I don't know him in the Spirit. And the Bible says that we should know each other in the Spirit. But you know, the neighborhood preacher, I give everybody a chance, and I love to to hear how God moves through anybody and everybody, even my dogs. It doesn't even matter. Sometimes they'll give me a look and be like, hey, you're out of line, man. (laughs) But here's the reality. I meet this man, and he walks with me and talks with me, and nothing against this man. Nothing. There's nothing negative here. But this man that I don't know by the Spirit, he begins to tell me, hey, you know, your, your pastor, he says these key words. He says, I don't really know him, but I suggest that you run after his coattails, that you cling to him as close and as strong as you can. What a mighty word. If God wasn't talking, I don't know who was. That's a question. If God wasn't talking, I don't know who was. So here's a reality. It's a favored word. It's a blessed word. it's a word that that most of us, all of us should be compelled uh with the stirring up of our faith of of knowing that that hey what I'm doing is a good thing um who I'm around is 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 a good person or a man of God, and this isn't against the man of God, and this isn't against the man of God who told me these things, but I was told to run after his coattails, and I didn't know this man by the spirit, and he didn't know my pastor by the spirit. So it was a wonderful favored statement. But the reality was, I wasn't like my pastor. And no matter how hard I try to be like my pastor, I'm not going to be able to be like my pastor. No matter what it is that you do sometimes, you just can't fit the shoes of somebody else. Hallelujah. So I believe in this, first of all. I believe in the importance of being built up. I believe in the, in, the, in the importance of learning godly behavior. I believe in the importance of the blessing in serving in another man's ministry. I believe the importance of learning how to be discipled, to pray, to worship, to serve. But there's a lot of men of God that will tell you, and this isn't about anybody, this is a message to the church. There's a lot of men and women of God that will tell you to serve them, stay under them, follow them, but they haven't taught you how to pray yet. I'm not talking about preaching it. I'm talking about teaching it. There's a lot of men and a lot of women of God that will tell you, follow me, but they haven't taught you how to worship yet. Maybe not by example, let alone, let alone teaching you like I would teach somebody how to fight or how to war or how to, how to ride a motorcycle or get physical with it. There's a lot of things that, that in this generation of, of spirituality, we just believe in like, uh, uh, I'm going to grab my phone And, and, and you know how I can put it to another phone and then I could get it to copy all of its data. That's just not how it works nowadays. You see, a lot of times, um, I see in this generation of men and women of God, and I'm not, I'm not talking about anything particular. I'm talking about a message that God gave me. What I see is, well, stick around me long enough and you're going to get a transfer of what I have. I won't show you how to pray. I won't show you how to worship. I won't show you how to tithe. I won't show you how to serve. I'll tell you how to do it, but I won't show you how to do it. Listen, that ain't going to fly with me and it shouldn't fly with you. On the flip side, we should not have an expectancy. Well, so-and-so or sister so-and-so or brother so-and-so or pastor so-and-so didn't show me. So that means that I don't know how. And that means, you know, they're wrong and I should just stay right where I'm at. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. That's not what that means. So I believe in following somebody who's godly. I believe in following somebody who is, is a mentor, teaching you the ways and And the spirit of God, I believe in that, but in this generation, we got two things going on: we got copies, we got followers now' I'm, I'm not knocking following a man or a woman of God or being discipled by them, but the only copy that you should be is Jesus Christ. I'm going to tell you when Jesus came to Peter, he didn't say, "Hey, man." I don't want you to have this style, this attitude about you, this way about you, this behavior about you. I don't want you to be a fisherman anymore, but I'm going to take who you are and make you fishers of men. You see, he want, he instilled himself in his identity. What I'm trying to tell you is a lot of times we copycat one another. Well, if I can just say hallelujah, like sister, so-and-so or brother, so-and-so, if I can just, you know, preach like so-and-so, if I can just like get on my tippy toes and dance and worship like so-and-so, then maybe I'll receive what so-and-so has. Listen, that's a lie from the pit of hell. That's a lie from the, from the enemy and the devil himself. I'm going to tell you, the Bible says that before you were formed in your mother's womb, that he knew you. He knew you and you're totally different than I am. We are unique. We are like a fingerprint. Everybody's fingerprint is different. Now, you should have godly attributes of praise and worship and tithing and serving and giving, and loving, and self-control, and peace, and kindness, and long-suffering. You should be bearing the fruits of the Spirit. You should be bearing the fruits of the Spirit everywhere that you go. But in this generation, if you're not doing it like so-and-so, hmm, the whole crowd could get together and say, hmm, he's not one of us. You're darn right I don't want to be one of you. I want to be one of me. The only one of me. And what I encourage you with this message of freedom is, a lot of times we see two things going on. We see copies and followers, which we need followers, especially if somebody's going to lead. But then we get the flip side of that. And number two, we see, we see, thank you so much for the encouragement. This is what we see. We see prideful people in this generation that say, I'm not following anybody, and I am definitely a person who has come from that. What I'm trying to tell you is, it's either, I'm not going to follow anybody, I'm too prideful, you can't show me a thing, or it's, we come into the body of Christ and it's like, oh my God. I got to do it like brother so-and-so or sister so-and-so because look at God's blessing him. Look at his, the favor. Look at everybody loves him. Look at the crowd. Look at they're always connected. Look at, look, 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 look. But guess what? Guess what? I believe that you are a man or a woman or uh, young or old or just like me, you can stand outside of the crowd and be blessed. Ha huh. You can stand outside of the crowd and be favored. You can stand outside of the crowd and God can still use you. Hallelujah. That's my message. God can still use you even if you're not doing it like the rest of the flock. If you're not doing it like the rest of the group or the the rest of the influence. God has made you unique and he's identified you like a fingerprint. He's identified you unique. You're the one and only. You're not a copy. Now you can take good things from me and I can take good things from you. But what we're doing in this generation is we're, we're so insecure, we're so broken, we come into the family of Christ, and sometimes we even seem and we feel like we're on the outskirts because we're not like you. We don't do it like you. And all of a sudden, I'm in sin? All of a sudden, I'm out of the will of God. Mm, 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 My friend, I am not out of the will of God because I don't do it like you. I am not out of the will of God because I'm not with you all the time. I'm not out of the will of God because I'm not uniformed in your group. Hallelujah. I am unique and chosen to be set apart, sanctified, set apart for the Lord our God. This is my message to you today. So we receive Christ. Transformation begins to take place. We begin to get filled with the spirit of God and the groups, the influencers, the influences and the teachings that go forth from the pulpits. Sometimes it's if you're not doing what we're doing, then you're not doing it right. If you're not doing it how we're doing it, then you could be somebody we got to keep our eye on and definitely you're not one of us. I break that spirit, that lying, devilish spirit that's come from the world, come from politics, come from organizations into the body of Christ. It's infiltrated us where you can't be different or you can't walk with God's integrity because if you don't do it like me, even though I can't point out sin in you, I'm still going to separate myself from you, be afraid of you and say, your gift isn't. Our gift, Hmm. Mm -mm -mm. the responsibility and the consequences for those that are mishandling the gifts of God the gifts of God is not on your timeline. The gifts of God is not on my timeline. But I'll tell you, when the gift of God comes, you best to recognize it because guess what? Before you know it, it could just get passed into the hands of somebody else. Hallelujah. And they will have no problem unwrapping that gift with excitement and using that gift with excitement. And you've been filled with the gift. And listen, if the crowd and the people and, and everybody around you doesn't receive it, doesn't admonish it, doesn't want to use it hey, it's all good keep it moving because I'm going to tell you right now you've been sanctified and set apart holy and acceptable unto God is your reasonable service to God it is your temple and you are unique in itself. Hallelujah and if there ain't a place for you where you're at, trust me there will be a place that you can be used I got a lot of tools in my toolbox. And I don't use all of them every day, but I do got my favorites. You understand? And so does God. God doesn't, it doesn't mean that one tool is better than the other, but they're unique and they're, they're for a purpose, be a tool. No matter what it is, be who you are and let God transform you. But as long as me and you continue to try to copycat somebody else. Now, if I like what somebody else is doing and I know that God is telling me, become that. Become like this person. He has time management. Become like that person. He's very vocal. He's loud with his worship. I want you to do that. God will tell you to do that. He will impress you to do that. But a lot of times in the body of Christ... If you're not doing it like the rest, all of a sudden, it could be a problem. Let's go to Genesis chapter 27. Check this out. We see Isaac. He's in his old age. His eyes and his body are weak. His eyes are dim. And he calls, mm, hallelujah, he calls his older son Esau in the mighty name of Jesus. That's a word for somebody. He calls his older son, Esau. He says, look, he says, Esau answers and and he says, here I am. And then he says, behold, now I am old. Isaac is telling his son Esau, I do not know the day of my death. Now, therefore, please take your weapons, your quiver and your bow and go out into the field and hunt game for me and make me a savory fruit such as I love and bring it to me that I might eat that my soul may be blessed before I die. Now, Rebecca, which is the wife of Isaac, she's listening, the Bible says, when Isaac spoke to Esau, Esau's son and Esau, Esau went into the field to hunt the game to bring it. So Rebecca went to the littler son, Jacob, And says, indeed, I heard your father speak to Esau, your brother, saying, bring me game and make me savory food that I might eat it and bless you in the presence of the Lord before my death. Now, therefore, my son, obey my voice. Rebecca says to Jacob, obey my voice. She takes the place of the man of God. Mmm, man, I'm preaching. She takes place of the man of God and she says, do what I command you. Go... Now to the flock and bring me there two choice kids of the goats. She's taking from her own blessings, her own provisions to create what the man of God really wants. And she says, I'll make a savory food, then your father, that your father, such that he loves. Then you shall take it to your father that he may eat it and that he may bless you before his death. And Jacob said to Rebecca, his mother, look, Esau, my older brother, my brother is hairy man and I am a, a smooth skinned man. Perhaps my father will fill me and I shall seem to be a deceiver to him. Mm. I shall seem to be a deceiver to him and he shall bring a curse on myself. It'll bring a curse on myself and not a blessing. He thinks he th- he's talking to his mom as if I do get away with this, there won't be a curse. But if he does catch me, there will be a curse. How tripped and whacked out we could be before God sometimes in receiving a blessing. He tells Esau the oldest son, "Hey, go do this for me that I might bless you i 'm getting old i don 't know the number of my days. The mother Rebecca hears it tells the younger son because she wants the younger son to be blessed, you know, just like some pastors and some preachers and some teachers and some groups and some some people in the body of christ they don 't want you to be blessed, but they want so and so to be blessed so they 're going to tell you how to get the blessing they 're going to tell you how to walk it out they 're going to tell you exactly how to look and what to do and where to be and how to do it. They're going to tell you, even if they got to put themselves on the line. Look at what Rebecca says in verse 13 of Genesis chapter 27. It says, but his mother, Rebecca said to him, let your curse be on me, my son, only obey my voice and go get them for me. And he went and he got them. What a good son, huh? He went and he got them and he brought them to his mother and she made a savory food such as his father loved. Then Rebecca took the choice clothes of her older son. I'm getting somewhere. She took the clothes of her older son, which were in the house, and she put them on Jacob, the younger son. And she put the skins of of the goats on his hands and on the smooth parts of his neck. Then she gave the savory food and the bread, which she had prepared into the hands of her son, Jacob. So he went to his father and said, my father. And he said, here I am. Who are you? My son. Jacob said to his father, I am Esau, your firstborn. I had done just as you told me, please arise, sit and eat the game that your soul may, may bless me. But Isaac said, Even in his old age, he said to his son, how is it that you have found it so quickly, my son? And he said, because the Lord your God brought it to me. Isaac said to Jacob, the younger son, please come near that I might feel you, my son, whether you are really my son Esau or not. You see, when you try to copy somebody else to receive what somebody else has, you're going to be questioned. Now, there's people that will question you because they're, you're a threat. There are people that will question you because you're not like them. That's totally different than trying to be like somebody else for the man of God. The man of God. I'm going to say pastors and preachers and apostles and prophets. I'm going to say them. But in this case, this man of God, he questioned Who are you really? So Jacob went near. To his to Isaac his father, and he felt him and he said, Hmm, the voice is Jacob's voice, but the hands are the hands of Esau. You see, we got a lot of believers today that are mixed identities with their leaders, their teachers, and the brothers and sisters in Christ. He says. And he did not recognize him because his hands were hairy like his brother Esau's hands, so he blessed him. But look at Isaac, even in his old age. Then he said, are you really my son Esau? And Jacob said, I am. Wow. You know what's funny is if you look in 1 Samuel chapter 17, verses 31 through 39, We get Goliath. We get Goliath not only taunting King Saul, but we get Goliath taunting Israel, the chosen people of God and the army of God. You had many, many, many soldiers. You had many, many people on the line that were trained to fight, that had armor that fit them perfectly. The Bible says through 1 Samuel chapter 17, verses 31 through 39, that King Saul questioned David's ability to fight. And he says, I've been fighting since a youth. When a lion and a bear came to attack the sheep, I killed it. Mm. So King Saul's confidence started to grow, but he said, let me prepare you for battle. There's a lot of people trying to prepare people for battle and for their giants and for what's ahead and the things of God. And they expect them to do it just like they did or be just like they are. And in the mighty name of Jesus, that is not true. David received King Saul's helmet Put his armor on and he tested out the weapons. And guess what happened? The Bible says that David could not walk properly. The Bible says that David could not. Walk properly as he tested out the battle gear of King Saul. There's a lot of times when you change and you humble yourself and you come into the body of Christ. You want to be like your pastors or your great leaders or the men and women of God that are surrounding you, but the armor just doesn't fit and there's nothing that I can do to make your armor fit me. Now, I know you're looking at me, or people may look at you like, you're not a warrior. You're not who God sent to take down this giant. You're not who God sent as a blessing, as a gift. You're not who God sent to to move us ahead in this fight and in this battle. And David says, listen, I got to take this helmet off. It doesn't fit me. I got to take this armor off. It doesn't fit. And in the mighty name of Jesus, I believe by the power and the spirit of God right now, it's setting somebody free. You've been trying to walk in the shadow of your mentors, or into the men and women of God. And I'm not telling you that that's not a good thing. What I'm telling you is sometimes that's the spirit of religion. Sometimes that's the spirit of control. Sometimes that's that's just do it how I did it. And listen, God is not into doing duplicates and copies. Your identity is in Christ. David was a man after God's own heart. But it didn't mean that he needed to be just like King Saul. Listen, I'm telling you right now, and I hope it sets you free, because it set me free. Listen, there's a lot of times I look like I'm on the outskirt. There's a lot of times I look like I'm doing my own thing. But listen, who are you to judge? And who am I to judge you? But the bottom line is, is a difference if I'm being wrapped up in too much worldly work. Too much worldly music. Too much of the world. That's a totally different thing. But if I'm on my mission and I'm using my sling and I'm using my rock and you want to look at it like, ah, that's not a big sword. Ah, that's not some big armor. Ah, that's not a big helmet. I don't know how you're going to do this. Well, listen, they're just looking for Samuel. Chapter 17, verses 31 through 39. Because let me tell you something. The armor of King Saul didn't fit David. But David, the little ruddy, skinny dude, he was the one that dropped down the giant. And you can bring down the giants. But you might be under this sway and this manipulation and this control, even of the men and women of God. And they don't know it themselves. I'm going to be honest with you, like I always am your neighborhood preacher ain't pulling any punches and I'm going to tell you this straight up you have been chosen you are unique and you must talk the way you talk and 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 some people will come along and say you see see I knew that brother you know he's prideful he just you know he just doesn't get it you know you know you know he wants to be himself you're you're right I want to be myself because if you would just allow the gift and the Holy Spirit and power of God in me, you're going to see signs and wonders. You're going to see the gift of God. I don't have to be like you. And I don't have to do it like you. And I don't have to wear what you wear. And I don't have to pray how you pray. Hallelujah. Because sometimes I can't even hear you praying. But listen, I like to pray loud. I like to pray with passion and with, with vigor and with strength. Sometimes I like to be quiet when I pray. But if we in the body of Christ are going to continue to identify each other by the group, man, we got it all messed up. We got it all messed up. Now we should come and join together to worship our God. We should come together. But there should be places where your gifts can be demonstrated because it's not about you and it's not about your agenda. It's about what God wants to do. And I'm telling you right now, there's, there's times that unless you do it a certain way, the men and women of God and the people in our life, they cannot handle it. They can't handle it because they're not ready for that kind of move. They're only ready for a move in them and through them to you but they're not expecting a move of God in you maybe toward them mm. and the body of Christ. Here's what I'm I'm, I'm I'm preaching today is freedom. I'm not telling you not to have a mentor. I'm not telling you not to be discipled. I am not telling you not how to learn, how to pray, how to tie. Listen, listen, just the preaching ain't gonna do it. So when you are following somebody It's not just a preaching and it's not just how they live life. It is, it is them to adopt who you are. Like Jesus came to Peter and said, you're a fisherman, man. I can't make you be like Matthew, the tax collector. But what I can do is use your, use your, use who you are to further my gospel. Why do you think Matthew was a record keeper? because that's what he did, baby. That's what he did. Now, I can't keep thinking everybody's going to be a Matthew. I can't keep thinking everybody's going to be a Peter. Oh my God. Listen, I praise the name of Jesus for your unique identity. And I'm not afraid of you or the gift of God in you. I'm not afraid of you f- preaching. I'm not afraid of you shouting. I'm not afraid of you giving a word. I'm not afraid. Pray- I'm not afraid of the gift of you prophets. I know there's some prophets watching. I know who you are. I know you speaking the word of knowledge, but you ain't got no place to speak it right now. Maybe only your home or wherever it is. And I'm not coming against the church. What I'm telling you is the church has got to get ready for people like us because if they don't. We end up making our own churches. We end up making our own mics. We end up making our own speakers. And it looks like we're doing our own thing, but we're not. David said, I can't wear your armor. I can't do it like you. I can't sling this sword. I'm not tall like you. I'm not built like you. I don't look like you, but I'm me. And I know the gift of God in me. And that's what I got to do. And that's what I got to use. And that's the same for you, my brothers and sisters. Well, I went through divorce like this. Well, you know, I, I, I went through addiction like this. Let me tell you, let man, let me tell you something. If there was one blueprint for divorce and overcoming drugs and addiction, and listen, there's only one power that can change it all, heal it all, complete it all, fulfill it all. But God's into doing something unique in you and through you. God's into doing something so powerful that they that we go look, God did it again. God did it again. Listen, some some will risk their mantles and raise up or develop or invest or embrace. Somebody else, because you're doing it just like them. God is the one who raises up, not you. God is the one who calls you out, not the man of God. It is God through them. Listen, I want you to believe in the gift of God and the spirit of God in you listen, you're just like me. You can preach the gospel. You can be bold. You can jump up and down and worship. You, you can twirl. You can, you can shout. You can pray. I, listen, but, but, if, but if we're following people who want us to mimic them, but they're not physically showing us how to do it, then guess what? I don't know what to tell you. I don't know what to tell you, but some people can't just take a look at something and learn that way. Most of us need to be trained and taught. And I'm telling you right now, a lot of times in the church and in the body of Christ, if you're not doing it like the rest of the crowd, then you're not one of us. Jesus was the most perfect man that walked the face of the earth and if you look at um, the Bible, and I believe it's John chapter one, I believe it's verse 11, you know, it says that, uh, that Jesus came to his own and, and they received him not. Don't be afraid to be who you are in Christ. Even if, even if you got a crowd of people that don't jive with you, it's all good. You're not there to save them. <laughs> you ain't there to win them over. Listen, if you are not in sin and you are not doing sinful things to them, there is no reason for you to be outcasted. But I'm going to tell you like this. Jesus was with his people. Jesus was with his disciples. and, And a disciple came and said, hey, 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 check this guy out over here. Check this guy out over here. He's preaching in your name. Should we call down fire upon him? Or should we, you know, you know, is this thing wrong? And Jesus says, look, they're either for me or they're against me. That's how you identify, brothers and sisters, and the work and the body of Christ. There is not just one name of a church building and church people. Listen, God's people if you didn't realize it, are all over the world. And they look a lot different than just me and you. So what I want to encourage you today is to be set free. I want to encourage you today to know that the gift of God that's working in you sometimes might set you apart like David when he had to tell King Saul, hey, your armor doesn't fit me. Don't be like Jacob, who says, "I see this guy, I see this crowd, I see this people, and the way they're doing it, and how they're favored, and how they're getting blessed, and and how it looks right in the eyes of man." And then go and 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 be somebody you're not. Mm. Go and he, Jacob wanted to be like his brother, instead of believing that the gift of God and the blessings of the Lord could be uniquely set apart for him. He went and he took Esau's blessings. There are people in this life, in the body of Christ, that will come and try to take your blessings. But listen, I'm going to be like David, out on the hill, and the man of God is going to look at all the fine men showing up, doing it like they were supposed to do it according to them. And he's going to say, this is not the one that I am to anoint. I believe in the name of Jesus Christ that I uh, have been called. I have been chosen. I am highly favored. I am set apart for for the body of Christ for the great work of God for the equipping of the saints I didn't say I'm better but I'm set apart to be anointed and chosen just like you you are to be anointed and chosen you are not to be a copycat you are not to to feel insecure and inferior and in shame and mad or upset or frustrated because you're not in the crowd you're not in the clique I rebuke that in Jesus' name. I don't even want that. I want to be favored by God. And even Jesus, the son of God, he was walking on the earth. And don't you think he should have been favored? But there were people who hated him. There were people who couldn't get close to him because they knew the conversation he would spark in their heart. Your neighborhood preacher says, stay up, stay prayed up. Listen, I love all of you. Thank you. I appreciate you. Thank you for joining me. Thank you for being a part of what God is doing in my life. Right now, I want to just extend a blessing to you, Father, in the mighty name of Jesus. I thank you for all of those that have stayed with me through this message. I thank you for those that will hear this message. I thank you for the, the freedom, the freedom by your spirit that you provide. It's not bondage. It's not copycat. It's not, um, it's not manipulation. It's not control. But we are free in your spirit. You've made us uniquely and designed us in a unique way that sets us apart from everybody else. Father, I thank you. I bless your people, not by my strength, not by my might, but by your spirit. I pray for a hunger and a thirst in us like never before. I pray that the spirit of God come upon us and burn up the things of the world so that even if we think about them, even if we touch, handle, taste them, it just doesn't feel right. It just doesn't taste right. It just doesn't go right. I praise you and thank you for my brothers and sisters. I praise you and thank you for you have called them. You have chosen them. And I thank you for putting a spirit in me that will embrace them and who they are and in their giftings and I thank you that you've given me a spirit that will allow your people to be used by you. Father, what can we do? How can we fail? We've already failed as much as we could in the world. But now that we're with you, I pray that the body of Christ stop stops being afraid of the powerful gifts of these men and women that are following me, that are listening, these young men and women that are listening, that are following. I praise you in the name of your son, Jesus, for real teachers, real preachers, not that just preach the word, but that will get you and will mold you and shape you I thank you for the mentors in our life. I thank you for our pastors and our leaders. I thank you. I ask that you continue to open their eyes, that you strengthen them to be able to strengthen and call those who've been called with the calling. Father, I thank you for using each and every one of my brothers and sisters. In Jesus' mighty name, listen, I love you. I pray that you stay strong. You stay vigilant. Be a watchman on the tower because, listen, the enemy wants your family. The enemy wants your sons and daughters. The enemy wants your job. The enemy wants your mind. The enemy wants you to get in the same rut and pattern as you have before. And we rebuke and we bind the devices and the plans of the enemy. No weapon formed against us will prosper. I believe the gift of God in you. I believe the power of God in your life. I believe in your ways are prospering. Your soul is prospering. I believe that you're increasing in the spirit of God. God. I believe wisdom and understanding is coming to you in the mighty name of your son, Jesus. I believe God is going to use you to transform the people of God like never before. I know what you've done before, but you're going to do something even greater. You don't even know it's too big for you, but I thank you that you trust God. I thank you. You're filled with the spirit of God and you just watch and you just, you don't wait for others. Don't wait for others to do it, but you step out and you just do it because listen, listen, you could be waiting a long time for others to give you a green light when God already has. Hallelujah. It's your neighborhood preacher. Listen, I love you guys. Enjoy your weekend. Stay up. Stay prayed up because the devil is a liar. We'll be back and we'll most likely be touching on God, the Holy Spirit. And woo, it is a powerful, powerful set of messages that are coming up. Listen, I love you. Take care of yourself. Stay, pr- stay up. Stay prayed up. All right. Peace. I love all of you guys. Thank you so much. Thank you, all of you, for for joining me. I, I pray that you pass it along. I'm just trying to do something for God. All right, I'm out.